the podcast with everything squatchy and paranormal. Yeah. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast starring your host, Jen and Joe. Welcome to the show, my brother. I notice a lot of big shoes here. I, uh, I, mine aren't big. Five and big, a half. Big shoes. Five, five and a half. Because there are big feet here. There are. Plaster casts mostly. <laughs> yeah. We are coming to you from the Sasquatch Triangle Conference in... Koshakton. There you go. Ohio. Joe, Joe has to pronounce all this. Yeah. Koshakton, Ohio. Beautiful place. Uh, we shouldn't be inside today. We should be outside. There's a lake next to us. There's bike trails all around us. Absolutely gorgeous. There's ticks in the, in the ticks out in the yard. <laughs> Joe and I are in our home state of Ohio, which is the heart of the country. Mm-hmm. And... If you haven't been to Ohio, you need to come because it's so beautiful here, especially this time of year. It's starting to get warm now, and everything is just alive, and the flowers are blooming, and the Sasquatches are on the move. We have had recent sightings as of this week. Yep. Right here in Ohio Mm -hmm. and also in um, southeastern Pennsylvania. We were listening to one of the speakers, Eric Altman, who we've seen at many, many, many conventions. Um, throughout the years, he was stating that, you know, the Southern Ohio and the Southern Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. border where they come together is one of the absolute hot spots, right? And if you guys look on any maps, you'll see that um, the amount of recorded, reported sightings um, in Southern Ohio, Southern Pennsylvania is just, it's off the chart. It's it's amazing. Um, We heard a story of um, an ambulance driver who spotted a Bigfoot mm-hmm. and it was just clear as day. It was just standing yeah. on the side of the road. And that was just this week. Yeah. They, Eric was saying how he was on his way to the convention and he got a phone call that they had a spot, a sighting from that ambulance driver. It's just... Who happened to be a sister. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it... Oh, so good. So they're happening. The Salt Fork area, they get tons mm-hmm. of... A- yes. There was a report... Okay, so two weeks ago, the, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference was going on. And during that, there was a reported sighting in the Salt Fork Park. Now, yeah. you know, you got to take a grain of salt. You have 20,000 big... Grain Salt Fork? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, 20,000 pe- yeah. 20, acres of land there, 2,000 people there for a Bigfoot conference. You may or may not see something. But they've had activity in, in that park for many years. Yes. Yeah. Many sightings there. Um, I've heard the story today about the park ranger. What right when the park first opened, they had a sighting where the park ranger saw a Bigfoot mm-hmm. looking in the window of the new park ranger office, looking right in the window at him, just standing there like, "What's this? What are you doing?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then there was another um, report of a Bigfoot looking in a window and broke the window. Now, I don't think it was on purpose. It was probably just trying to feel like, what is this clear thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it was on purpose. It mm-hmm. got frightened and, and ran off. But if you guys want to go squatching, definitely Ohio and Pennsylvania is going to be your place. But please wear your tick repellent. Yeah. Because, you know, Joe and I have ticks. famously talked about our tick experience when we were at the Black Cross Paranormal Investigating. And in Pennsylvania. Yes. The Pennsylvania ticks. They, yes. uh, Bigfoot even gets aggravated at them. 
They're but, nothing to uh, mess with either. Yeah. It's definitely something you want to be very wary of because they fall off of things. They don't, like, crawl up the grass and get on you, mm-hmm. like, apparently, but they do <laughs> fall out of trees. And Joe and I were... Um, <laughs> Hey, we're getting a selfie. Ah. <laughs> I got it. Good catch. Oh, no worries. It's all good. But, you know, people say that the sightings don't happen that often, but coming to the conferences, you'll understand that the sightings happen all the time. And lots of times they're not, lots of times they're not um, reported because people are afraid to come out and say that they've seen them. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, you know, the hot spot to come out. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really interesting about this conference, which Joe and I love, is it's all in one room. Yeah. And so as the speakers are speaking, we're in the vending area is outside, you know, on the rim of the mm-hmm. room. So we're able to, to hear the um, speakers at the same time as everybody else. Yeah. And we have two guests with us today. Standing here waiting to talk, so let's get to Noah real quick. Welcome to the show, Noah. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's up? I'm so doing good. What brings you into the conference today? Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and my dad is Mike Miller. Oh, great. Oh, okay. Great. From the Ohio Night Stalkers. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, been out on expeditions looking with your dad? Yeah, I've been out bigfooting. We, um, the, well, he did up there. I was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And did it was fun. Did you um, experience anything? Did you hear? Well, Rock was inside a car. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the top window open, and oh turns out it, uh, Angie, you heard who was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, want to bet? And turns out we saw the Rock in the car. Oh, wow. So it actually flew in through the, through the uh, sunroof? And yeah. inside the car. Wow. And turns out the babies, whoever were they, uh-huh. like mud ball Cody and Oh pants. my gosh, <laughs> that's crazy. It is. Now, when you go out, are you out all night? Um, do I go out all night? All night long? Um, well, in a cabin we stay oh, okay. all night. If we um, don't stay at the cabin, we stay for a little bit, but not okay. a long time. Yeah. I just wondered because, like, I wondered if they're really active um, in the morning or, you know, wait. Well, not the McCoys. They need their coffee. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Coffee, then go hunting. Yeah, Yeah, everybody everybody cranky when they're grumpy, you know what I mean. (laughs) They don't have their coffee. No. Um, Have you ever seen a Bigfoot yourself? Well, I mean, a long time ago, I saw red eyes from the car and Jordan um, mm-hmm. Mike's son mm-hmm. he was crying about uh, he saw like Bigfoot and turns yeah. out the trees were one tree fall down he was like oh, we wow. heard a lot of branches were breaking mm-hmm. and that's why we left that day it was like yeah. a few years ago okay yeah. were, were you scared did it scare you Eh. Or was it more interesting and exciting? It was interesting, yeah. both. It was both. Okay. I'm usually brave when I go to the woods. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, along if other people is there. Now, if I'm by myself, I yeah. would definitely yeah. feel scared. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Now, you've been doing this a long time, right? Since you were little? 
Yeah, well, when I was little, I didn't win out a lot. I went sometimes. Then mm -hmm. when my dad and Mike started go bigfooting together, yeah. I that's when I started going bigfooting more. And yeah. Turns out now I go bigfooting with them more that's now. That's amazing. Cool. It's fun. I mean. yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, are you taking a lot of photographs when you go out? Or are you using like a, a video camera? Or are you just taking regular photographs? Or we do you like do to both. Boat? Okay. We, we do different stuff there. Yeah. And do you um, find that, like, doing the wood knocks, do you get a lot of um, responses from that when you're the, banging on the trees? Um, yeah, sometimes we use some stick or okay. wood knock and, mm -hmm. like, um, hit the trees and make attention. And we always use howls and okay. um, do that. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, thanks for being on the show. I really Thank appreciate you. that. I am I am Noah Miller, and Noah I'm Miller. glad to be on your radio show. Thank you. Thank you and he's so much. part of Night Stalker. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are amazing. You are right, too. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, and now we have Brian with us. Welcome to the show, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Hi there. Good to be here. So Brian has a very interesting story you'd like to share with us, so we'd like to share it with all our listeners. Okay. Well, uh, I've been into uh, squatching for a couple of years now. Not exactly new, but not exactly a veteran either. Kind of in between. Uh, you know, I've been on various expeditions because I, I just find them interesting, and I just love to solve the problem of Bigfoot if possible. Yeah. Right, right. And also just kind of, you know, get you out in the nature and see the night skies as opposed to, you know, the cities where you can't see the stars. So I just try to find being outdoors Especially for, uh, you know, I live in the city, so it's just nice to be outdoors and get away from people and decompress. And, and so I just kind of find, you know, looking for Sasquatch to be, oh, hey, let's just kind of tag all this together and be with friends that I've met along the way. And it's, it's a big social club if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So anyway, um, I want to say this is a, this happened to me while I was on a Sasquatch expedition, but I make no claims that this was Sasquatch. It was just something freaky weird. Wow, okay. we love it. Okay. Bring it on. Okay, so anyway, um, I can't disclose exactly where because it's signed a non-disclosure agreement, but okay. let's just say Western Kentucky. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, been to a spot several times, and there's this one spot that just, it seems like every time you go there, something weird happens okay. yeah it's like there's been a class a sighting there uh there was one time where there was a group of about 10 of us and uh people if they were facing one way you saw like a weird light a little down there that thought oh hey someone just puts around with their electronics and then realized wait a minute all 10 of us are up here who the heck's down there yeah. but of course i'm facing the wrong direction <laughs> so i don't see it <laughs> so were you up um looking down into a valley or uh, was it just um what was the terrain what what was the general well the general terrain is the trail is going downhill okay and there's this junction of where there used to be a trail that would need it but you can tell that trail hasn't been used for a while and okay. it's been it's been wired off oh, okay so but there's this nice kind of flat spot area that's about maybe 20 by 10 feet that it's a good spot to like okay we need to take a break now because we've been going uphill for a while yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> i know that oh. yeah just like to give our listeners a uh, context of like what the area looked like okay so so basically it's it's downhill okay. and like i said it's 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 a, con a junction of two trails and as i said just freaky things always just seem to happen here so anyway 
because the year prior we had that one weird light experience that everyone experienced except me because I was facing the wrong direction of course <laughs> I was trying to convince some people look guys let's just hang here and it's the first spot off the the start of the trail so me being slightly lazy we don't have to go that far <laughs> just bring Bigfoot down to me yeah, and pretty we'll much summon him to us <laughs> yeah so I'm like we can just camp here and something weird is going to happen because it just always does so anyway uh we get there with my group and i'm like okay i'm gonna set up my chair here okay i got my red lamp i got my flashlight that's a red light that you know that thing's so bright i could shoot down a cessna with this thing <laughs> and i'm set up and they're like okay hey uh we'll just keep going on we'll leave you here you're gonna what <laughs> no 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 <laughs> And they went down the trail. Now, there were going to be other groups coming down the same trail because we were going to saturate this trail. So I thought, all right, look, I'll just wait like five or ten minutes. Someone else is going to come along, and I'll explain them. Surely someone will be able to stay with me. No big deal. I'm like, all right, I just got to last like five, ten minutes out in the middle of nowhere in the pitch dark. <laughs> <laughs> About what time of night was this? Oh, I'm going to guess 10, 10, 30. Okay. okay. So, but there was not much of a moon. Okay. It was, um, man, I've been in this place so many times. I want to say fall. I want to say fall. Okay. Um, so anyway, so I got like a nice red headlamp on. So I said, kind of set it to wide beam. Okay. So you can get a nice field of view. And then I have like my red flashlight that can, you know, shoot down a Cessna. So what I do is I put the flashlight over my right shoulder and kind of angle it towards my two o'clock i got the headlamp on wide beam because basically it's like nothing's going to sneak up on me i'm going to see (laughs) you first so i'm at this junction i'm just kind of slowly rotating around because i'll be honest i'm not liking being out there by myself one or two people i'd be good like yeah whatever by myself this place just gives you the heebie-jeebies you know what i mean and I'm thinking, I know this place is giving me heebie-jeebies. It shouldn't be giving me heebie-jeebies. I should be able to control my emotions. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Your so, brain's going, why are we here? Pretty much. Yeah. Mama, <laughs> mama. <laughs> you had a plan. The plan's not working. <laughs> so anyway, I'm rotating around like a, a lighthouse just because I don't want anything sneak up on me. And I know the Class A was this one direction. The weird light was this other direction. There's a trail going down this way. There's the old trail that's decommissioned behind me. So I'm just going to slowly rotate around. I'm thinking, whoever's coming down this trail is going to see me lighting up the place like a sun. (laughs) wondering (laughs) what I'm doing. So anyway, I'm just slowly rotating around. And I rotate around to where the trail is above me. And I see, looks like two headlamps. Like, one's like the Redwell red led walmart special Mm -hmm. and then there's one like a couple inches higher up and a couple steps farther back that it's a little bit brighter so that must be the two red led walmart special i'm thinking oh great (laughs) finally people are coming (laughs) you know i I see takes like a step or two but i keep rotating around i'm like oh i feel so much better now this is great i just need to convince someone to stay with me hopefully someone will be nice and lazy and not want to hike the whole darn trail (laughs) and i rotate around again to up that trail and where are the lights <laughs> so i kind of lean to my left i'm like does the trail go in one direction no i'm not seeing anything so i kind of lean the other direction no, i i don't i don't see any lights it's pitch dark there's 
you're not going to go off trail yeah. into the leaf litter. And if you did for some dumb reason, you'd hear it. Oh, yeah, it'd be really loud, especially yeah. when they fall. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of keep looking. I'm like, I did see two red lights. I know I saw two red lights. I saw like a step or two. Keeps me around. Bigfoot's not going to get me. Bigfoot's not going to get me. <laughs> so I have no ex. Now, about five minutes later, another team did kind of come down the trail. And I didn't tell them what I saw. But they're like, do you want to stay here by yourself? Well, hey, do you, does anyone want to hang out here with me? Okay, let me just pack up my chair. And I'll just <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'll go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, that was like one freaky weird situation that night. And I didn't tell anyone for a little bit until about an hour later when we were further down a trail. And But it's like, yeah, I saw these weird freaky lights and I don't know what the heck they were. <laughs> Interesting. Now, um do you know if there's been any other type of activity reported in this area? Maybe UFO activity or anything paranormal? I haven't heard anything concerning, say, a UFO. Uh, concerning paranormal, I mean, we did see, you know, the one light that was a little bit farther down in this valley that we thought was someone putzing around with their equipment. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they're like, hey, what? And you know, they lit everything up and you just saw the light go whoop zip that way oh, okay. or at least they saw it not yeah. me because right. of course i was facing the wrong direction <laughs> i'm like what 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 yeah. oh man i missed gonna it need a body cam on the front and the back mm-hmm. next time <laughs> yeah that's sort of like when we do our ghost hunting everybody's like did you see that did you see that i'm like oh. joe's like no i was looking at my phone that's <laughs> <laughs> crazy so yeah no other activity in the area that you know of that uh UFO or alien or in no, no. ghost. Um, so other things that might cause those lights are animals. But like you said, you know what the animals look like. You know what animals are in that area. And none of them are going to have one light. It'll always be the, the eye shine. It'll be two. And, and it wasn't eye shine either. Yeah. I mean, I know what eye shine looks mm-hmm. like. This was, it looked like a Walmart red LED okay. lamp. Yeah, wow. it was illuminated. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear that so often. And we we categorize sightings like you see as poltergeist activity, even though it's like Bigfoot related. You're still in that realm of poltergeist type activity because you didn't see the Bigfoot, but you see the reactions or the actions of that. And it's so interesting. That's so interesting. See, I I, I can't say. That was a Bigfoot. I, yeah. I, I just yeah. can't say that. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, do we go even further into Paramore? Like you suggest, like, oh, this is poltergeist activity. Mm-hmm. But I know what it's not. It wasn't fireflies. Yeah. I've never seen a red firefly. Oh, no. Uh, nor have I ever seen fireflies that bright. Uh-huh. <laughs> do, you, do you know what um, typically is reported as color of eyeshine when... Um, Sasquatch or Bigfoots are, are seen? I mean, I've heard stories that, yeah, a lot of them are going to be red, but you also hear orange. Yeah. You've heard some about blue and yellow. Now, the blue one, I went, how do you get yeah. blue? I mean, now, okay, I'm not a physicist, but I've kind of wondered, like, okay, if you, like, get a deer or a cat or something mm-hmm. where, you know, you always get eye shine. Like, you know how 
an incandescent bulb puts out a different light than an LED bulb, which puts out something different from a halogen bulb. I mean, I've often wondered, and if anyone has the answer to this, yeah, please let us know. You know, would would a difference in a light source result in a different color? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So, any physicists out there? Yeah, <laughs> right. Let I us know. know. Yeah. That's the thing, and that's yeah. that's Good one of the reasons. Good question to ask here at the conference. That's what I was going to say. That's the reason why we come to these conferences to learn other things that, than the obvious well right. yeah. hey does anyone have a cat and we'll just try different light bulbs and record it like here. mythbusters staring at the light i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. here let me shine the light in joe's <laughs> eyes yeah you always i always wondered like we have heard and of um from different investigators about the orange eyes mm-hmm. and there is um is it here in ohio yeah that right by a, mansfield there's yeah, a legend of orange eyes. orange eyes and it's so. it's in the Mansfield area, which is very the area close we're to in. Here, yeah. yeah, I mean, could also Lesson. affect like you're at a different angle than something. So mm-hmm. maybe the light looks mm-hmm. a different because you're looking up versus looking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could have a lot of fun with these experiments. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's there are a lot of people out out there doing scientific experiments. Like I know Amy, she's a member of the the Zubuk project. Project Zubuk, working, yeah. yeah. So it's like the researchers are not just going out in the woods and banging on trees. They're actually doing scientific research out in there to help us yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah, my theory is um, when you get evidence, analyze the bejesus out of it. Like mm-hmm. try to disprove it because if you can come up with alternative explanations that aren't unusual or weird, cast that aside. But whatever you can't really figure out mm-hmm. that's your good evidence yeah yeah more you try to disprove you're gonna prove exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it's like the gentleman that was just speaking he was talking about tree knocks and i'm sitting here listening to his, his presentation and i look over on the table next to us and they have like a bat that people are using yeah. for tree knocks which made me think okay if a bigfoot is using a tree limb as a tree knock how big or how small should that be to make a sound that loud? Because I was thinking, if you take a regular branch and smack it against a tree, you're not going to get. You're not like going to get a sound like that. It's actually probably a weird acoustic pop that they can do because oh, their yeah. their their mouth cavities are so large. Like I've seen people do this, just not as loud, where they kind of somehow cup their hands a little bit and kind of do this weird little clap. And it does sort of sound like a very muted wood knock. Okay. But yeah, I never what if, of that. so it's more like a percussive mm-hmm. force. So what if you're a critter that's eight feet tall, has hands three mm-hmm. times the size as mine. Yeah. And you have this big lung capacity that you can just resonate a whole bunch of air through. Can you do a bump? Mm-hmm. That's to us sounds like hitting a baseball bat yeah, to I a tree truck. Never and isn't, there's some kind of aquatic creature that makes a really loud um, the pistol shrimp they make a noise that sounds like it's a pistol shooting off so why wouldn't a mammal be able to make some yeah, kind of shrimp's that big yeah vocalization know. that's going to echo through you know a dense area yeah I know there's I think they're called mantis shrimp maybe don't, that's it don't, don't quote me on yeah, but, like but because they're able to move their claws so f- quickly through the water it causes something called cavitation mm-hmm. where basically air bubbles will f- uh, occur okay any scientists if I'm getting this wrong <laughs> this is I, our theories people <laughs> it's all good I mean 
if you can explain cavitation better, then you know, please do so. But this this is just me going off of what I, I think I understand. But yeah, the, their claw goes through the water so quickly that it causes air bubbles to form, and so that kind of like makes a popping sound. Yeah, yeah. and it knocks out the whatever they're going after. Yeah, it knocks out them. And ship's propellers will make the same thing. If they're spinning through the water, they'll make some cavitation. You know, maybe the maybe we're misinterpreting what what knocks are. Maybe they're knocking creatures out. Who knows? <laughs> but, but you know, another thing too is we're going out in the woods and we're doing tree knocks. Are we warning Bigfoot to as like an aggression warning by these tree knocks? I mean, how how often are these people going out and they're just like knocking on trees, thinking, "Hey, we're signaling them." And you're telling Bigfoot, hey, I'm here to attack you. Come after me, you know, or something like that. Well, yeah, it's like we don't know what the codes mean. Mm -hmm. And kind of go in the way back machine. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the fourth Star Trek movie, the one with the whales, The Voyage Home? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when Spock and Kirk are having the conversation where they discover, oh, hey, these sounds are of those of a humpback whale. Mm -hmm. So Kirk asks Spock, hey, can, can we make the sounds and broadcast them to the probe that's tearing up the plant. And Spock's response is, we can make the sounds, but not the language. We'll be responding in gibberish. Yeah. That's us in the woods. Right, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the knocks, the pops, they obviously mean something. Yeah. But what is it? You know, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't understand. I mean, is it just a, yep. Let's uh, calm down. People are in here. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it something more specific? Mm-hmm. And so when we're just randomly making whoops and calls and using a small baseball bat on a tree, making a wood knock that to them sounds like probably that concussive pop that mm-hmm. I talked about earlier. We, we're responding in gibberish. Yeah. They, they may be looking at us like, dude, that's French. I don't understand yeah. French. Right. What are they talking about? Here? There's more drunk humans in the woods. Oh. Pretty much. Stupid drunk humans. (laughs) Right. And, you know, they could also be using that to triangulate each... Triangulate? Locate each other. Locate each other. Yeah. You know, like, I'm here and you're there. I wouldn't doubt that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that would be interesting to see if, like, the great apes use those type of um, communications... And maybe when they're hunting in packs. Maybe, maybe some of Project Zubuk knows that. Yeah. I know. Maybe but if someone And was go here. back and listen to that show because they have been on but, the but 222 Paranormal I, I, Podcast. I do know <laughs> troops use that in the field. They'll just make little sounds just to kind of, oh, hi, I'm here. You're yeah. over there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we do that. You know, sure. and the clickers that they, I know for a fact that, like you're saying, troops are doing that because they're making noise that they know what that sound is. And it can be it can be carried over a long distance, and all it is a little metal clicker in their hand going click click oh, yeah. click click. It's sort of like a tree knock. Yeah, just just like the Greatest Dave that movie too. I didn't see that. Oh oh, we're turning into a movie podcast now. Apparently, oh, I love it. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, it's it, it's a World War II invasion of Normandy. Okay, and so it has like John Wayne and Henry Fonda, and so it has all those actors from that era. And, you know, it, it shows them, like, okay, you're going to be issued this clicker. So it's going to let y'all know where we are. Okay. And so there's one poor soldier. That might be where I saw it then. Maybe. And this one poor soldier, he, he does the clicker, and he hears, hears, like, a clicker back. He's like, oh, good, I found family. And the German shoots him because then the German 
cycles his bolt on his rifle, oh. which sounds just like the clicker. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, poor man, he got duped. <laughs> He's been issued the wrong volume or yeah. wrong tone, tone of oh. clicker. That's interesting. No. We'll give John this clicker. It makes a different sound. <laughs> Have you done any investigations here in Ohio? I've participated in several, yes. Okay. And um, what... What do you feel like what we have here in Ohio is? Do you feel like it's interdimensional? Do you think it's an actual physical mammal? What's your opinion? Now we're going woo-woo. I know. We've got to get into the woo-woo stuff a little bit. My, my working theory is I will say that I think there is something that is Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And I think there is the Bigfoot phenomena. But those are not the same thing. Yeah. I think Bigfoot itself... My working theory is this is what they, I think Meldrum called it, Dr. Meldrum, uh, the relic hominoid. Yeah. So it is, my guess is like you go back in the family tree far enough, we have a common ancestor, but one branch kind of went one way and eventually turned into Homo sapiens that we are, and the other branch kind of went this other way and turned into a seven, eight foot, 800 pound man ape type thing. Mm-hmm. That probably explains why it's just so darn intelligent, because it has, in some ways, a human-like intelligence, or at least a near-modern human-type intelligence, but it's adapted. It it didn't develop technology. It didn't develop fire. It, it, It just figured out how to live in rough terrain, do whatever the heck it wants to do, and this other branch evolved into people and we 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 change the environment to suit our needs Mm -hmm. and they just you know they just do their own thing that's why there's probably you know not that many of them but there's enough of them to live versus say the bigfoot phenomena um gonna be a little hard to articulate here my what i call the bigfoot phenomenon is first like if you experience something weird like bigfoot or a ghost, or a UFO. All of a sudden, that kind of puts cracks in your your psyche and how you view the world. And because suddenly you have cracks in the dam of how you had your mind, that all of a sudden, maybe you just start to see and notice other things or you're more open to other things that you weren't really open to before. It's like once, once you have the first breach of the wall, then, then other breaches start to occur. And I'm not saying they're all related. They probably aren't. I, I doubt yeah. they are. I don't think there's like this grand unifying theory of all weird stuff in the world. Okay. I, I think there's just a whole lot of weird stuff in the world that we've convinced ourselves because we're masters of our domain. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. You know, we're cocky. Right. We're arrogant. We think we know it all. No, we don't. <laughs> Spoiler. The more you learn, the the less you know. <laughs> We've said that so many times. Yeah. So, you know what? May, what a lot of people may hear when they're bigfooting. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect it's a lot of separate stuff, but they don't have a, a frame of reference to really kind of put it into. So it all gets kind of lumped into the bigfoot phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, because the human brain is always searching for the answers, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Whatever you put into your mind, your mind's going to put back out. And once you start going off on these 
little tangents or off the rabbit holes, yeah. they're going to build. And your brain's just going to say, yeah, that's that, that little twig you heard break is a seven-foot-tall Bigfoot attacking you. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you just keep going down these holes and keep getting deeper and deeper into thought and the bigger. And when you're out in the forest, everything's heightened, oh, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you hear that tiny little branch and it sounds like, you know, well, a herd of buffaloes coming at you. And, and we bring ourselves and our reality into the woods and our own reality shapes what we see. Yeah. There's, there's a certain, what I call the lens of reality because like say, Look, I'm, I'm a scientific type of person, so that's how I view things. But someone who is a very religious person, you know, to me, like, okay, there's probably like an eight-foot-tall man-ape out in the woods. That's bad enough. <laughs> but my very religious person, oh, that's the devil. That's a demon. Not that's a and versus, say, a Native American who is steeped in the, their tribal lore, the spirit animals. Yeah. Uh, so we're all experiencing the same thing, but because of our backgrounds and how we view reality and our values, we interpret the same thing differently. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make us right or wrong. It just, we kind of adapt it to ourselves and how we understand the world, which actually that might be a good life lesson for life in general that a True. lot of people need to understand. Right. <laughs> There's not necessarily a right or wrong. It's like, Look, we just have different values and we see things differently. Exactly. And like you were saying earlier, with I believe that it is Bigfoot is a offshoot of human invo- or human evolution because they leave footprints. Yes. They leave evidence. We and a lot of people say, "Well, where's the evidence?" Look, there is evidence everywhere. It's trace evidence. There's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. And if it was an interdimensional being coming into our realm, I don't think it would leave footprints. I don't think it would because it would be an energy being. And it wouldn't just come into the forest then, right? It would come into the cities because if it's interdimensional, it could pop up anywhere. That's possible. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, unless the interdimensional being views the woods as, oh, hey, deer there, that's McDonald's. So, yeah, right. I mean, exactly. maybe that's the answer. Or in the woods, there's less electromagnetic interference to where in the city we have all the wiring, all yeah. the telephones, all the, you know, well, now the signals are out in the air. But I was also thinking that if they can sense that electronic um, junk in the air, they would spend more time in the woods because there's less there. Just a thought. I, I mean, uh, good theory. <laughs> I mean, I've heard stories from friends like of um, autistic children who are able to trace where the electrical cabling is inside a wall because somehow they're more attuned to it and you know and every now and then even you know people who are not autistic you just feel like something in the air some some energy some Mm -hmm. you know like you just feel when a storm's coming yeah i'm betting that's putting out a lot of electricity in the air oh yeah and i think that the bigfoot are adapted to be more like like i compare them to dogs and the way I compare them to dogs is we know that, or they'll know that we're in the woods way before we see them because I think that all their senses are so heightened. The smell, their hearing, all that, their eyesight is more adapted to to be more like a dog in the sense that dogs can hear things better. They can see things better. You know, I mean, 
Their noses are bigger. They smell better. Yeah, they smell, what is it, like 200 or 2,000 times better than a human? I think bloodhounds are like 10,000 times better. Yeah. Some some insane number. Mm-hmm. And, and like a lot of things with a Bigfoot, the things they can do, like, oh, they own a knight. You know, think about it. If they're that much bigger than us and their eyeballs are, say, twice as big mm-hmm. as ours, it's, you know, like our, um, oh, the lenses, cornea, no. Retinas? Well, yeah, the retinas in the back, I mean, they're so much bigger than ours, mm-hmm. so they're able to gather in more light. Yeah. And their their pupils would be a lot bigger. And that's like mm-hmm. a telescope. The bigger the telescope, the more yeah. light it lets in, right. the more you can see. Well, we have telescopes in our eyes. They're just biological, not mechanical. Yeah. So, yeah, they better own a night because their eyeballs are just so much darn bigger than ours. And going back to that also, humans have evolved. And back back in the day, back in the day. when the Indians roamed the earth or the cavemen roamed the earth, their focal lengths in their eyes were a mile or 50 yards or whatever. Yeah. They were so much more. We've evolved to where our focal length in our eyes is getting to be three foot, two foot. To where this. exactly yeah. the, the closer we put things in our eyes, the more we evolve to be closer so we don't see far in the distance like we should. We can't tell if there's a badger attacking us from 50 feet away. Honey badger, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> but with Bigfoot, they can see through the woods, they can see so much better at night. They can, it's just the way that they evolve, and I think that's true where they are an offshoot that evolved differently than humans because of all this other stuff that we do. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Right. I'm just babbling. It's a, babble. <laughs> it's a babble fest here. But no, we really appreciate you taking the time and tell us your very squatchy story. Good And appreciate here. you coming on and, and sharing your story with our listeners because everybody loves to hear the personal experiences that we have. Okay. And you have. But yeah, Brian, thanks for stopping by the booth. It's really an honor to meet you, and I love hearing the stories. And Pleasure to be here. Enjoy the rest love, of the conference. Love talking Sasquatch. Hey, hey, everyone, look, the edge of the unknown is where the adventure begins, so don't be afraid. Just go out and do stuff and experience life, experience strange new worlds, and maybe just open your mind. That, that's that's, that's right. all I'm going to say. Just break out of your own life a little bit and live it. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Great words. Thanks. Take care. So, yeah, thanks, Brian. uh, Appreciate that. We really had fun today. This was a really good event. Well, yeah, definitely, you know, our first time down here in Coshocton with the Sasquatch Triangle Conference. Amazing show, amazing speakers, Mm -hmm. and um, coming to it from more of a scientific perspective. Yeah. And we want to thank our helper today, yes. Dee, our sister Diana. The oldest and best looking of the <laughs> Yes, it's so, always nice to have help. And she is doing a fine, fine job in yes. her 222 Paranormal Podcast t-shirt. But anyways, great convention, Joe. Looking forward yeah. to stopping back maybe next year. I think so. Uh, we have to check on the schedule, but yeah. I think that it's a definite possibility to come back. Yeah, because so it's guys, put this on your calendar for next year. It was really a great event. Um, wonderful speakers, and I know next year's lineup's already um, in the works, mm-hmm. and you guys won't be disappointed. 
Amy Boo from the Zoo Book Project. I know she's going to be a speaker next year. Yes. And you've heard her on our show. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But it's almost a year ago we've had her on since then. Right. Or maybe two because yep. of COVID. I don't know. But great event. Awesome. So, guys, thanks for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed the Bigfoot talk. A little bit different than our usual ghosty uh, chatter. But, yeah. you know. You got to keep on squatching our show, I guess. <laughs> Watch out with your... Okay. Anyways, thanks, everybody. Talk to you next week. Yes. Have a great one. We'll see you soon. All right. And let's leave with some 60 Cent Crush. As we take our show away, take it away. Take it away. Bye now. Bye.